in school and kind of like where are you now um, and like yeah just like your career choice tell us about that okay so in undergrad I studied biochemistry and then I minored in <laughs> yeah but me too I'm <laughs> just kidding no I loved it um I had a lot of fun I had some really awesome people in my major and biochemistry is kind of cool because it's like you have all the chemistry majors and then you have all the biology majors and then you have this like weird subset of biochemists who are like, I don't know, there's not as many of us. And so we all end up in a lot of the same classes as you keep going. And so that's really fun. Um, but I really enjoyed biochemistry. I wouldn't change it if I went back. Mm. I don't think I would. Um, but in psychology it was cool too. Some, some weird classes like that. I mean, not weird, like they were all good, but like just some weird conversations I feel like and um so I really enjoyed them though but yeah so that was fun and then went to I took a gap year um because throughout undergrad and like before that I had thought about whether or not I wanted to go to med school or what I wanted to do um I think I wanted to do healthcare just with everything that happened with my mom I feel like my sister and I were both kind of drawn towards that Mm -hmm. um and so I remember my dad telling me about PAs, physician assistants is what that stands for. Now they're trying to change it to physician associate, but same thing. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I don't really have a strong opinion about it. Um, <laughs> some people do, but I would still say PA and yeah. it's still the same. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So yeah. Um, call me what you want. <laughs> call me friend. That's all I want. <laughs> um, no matter what, I still will not have a doctor in front of my name. So... <laughs> So there's that. And there's you can that. call me master, though. It is a master's. Master Amber. <laughs> Thank That'd you. That'd be so weird. Demand the respect that I deserve. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so I decided, um, which sometimes I, to just full transparency, sometimes I'm like, why did I not go to med school? <laughs> like, I feel like I would have really loved it. Like, But I am glad I went to PA school. Um, and that is confirmed every time I see my classmates. Because I'm like, this, I feel like these are my people. Um mm. But yeah, so went to P, took a gap year, worked because because I was playing soccer, I didn't have as much time to get like paid healthcare experience. Um, so I became a CNA my senior year, certified nursing assistant, and then worked in a nursing home uh, during COVID. That was the whole thing. And then, yeah. um, but really, I mean, thankful for that experience and those residents who like really, I feel like gave me more motivation to do what I was doing. Um, and so then went to PA school. Uh, and I graduate in August, so I'm still whoop, in PA whoop. school. So I'm at Trevecca Nazarene University in Nashville. There's a plug for you, Trevecca. Um, hopefully you approve of this podcast. Um, but, uh, no, I've loved Trevecca. I went there. I chose it because um, it's one of, I mean, I don't know a ton of other Christian PA programs, but um, it is a Christian like university. And I always really loved public school growing up. Well, before I was a Christian, I didn't really care. But, like, after becoming yeah. a Christian, I feel like I really loved being at a public high school and then a public university because you get to be around people who you know probably think differently than mm-hmm. you. And, um, yeah, I just love that. And I had had some friends who had bad experiences at Christian universities just because of, like, the way that rules can be um, applied. Right. Which, that's a whole, like, that's such a complex thing. So no no hate on any of those schools. But, um but I feel like going to Trevecca for PA school, I don't regret it at all because the program itself like does such a good job at leaving space for like people who maybe don't believe the same thing because it's a grad program. So it's like everyone there isn't, they're not all believers because it's like, 
it's not like, I don't know. It's just yeah. different in grad school, you know? Right. And so, but also teaching about medicine in a way that like is biblical and, um, like really values humanity as being made in the image of God and has like, there were so many times that my professors would kind of be like, guys, like just think about the weight of this. Like the body is amazing. And like, it was created Mm -hmm. to do amazing things. And like, I don't know. So just a lot of, and when they would tell stories about their own interactions with patients, like just teaching us to value humanity and like value our patients and, um, and want to like their whole motto is like competent and compassionate uh, healthcare providers. And so mm. I feel like I've just had a really good experience there. Um, and love it a lot. So yeah. And you're yeah. almost, you're almost done. I know. Yeah. Crazy. Well, how has, so you, you went through like the schooling portion yeah. of it yeah. and then, um, you with PA school, you have to go through different rotations. So just mm. tell us a little bit about that experience and what that's been like for you so far. Yeah. So it's like 15 months of really intense schoolwork where it's like, I think our first semester we had 16 credit hours. And then after that, you're at like 28. I remember (laughs) you like sharing about all of it. And I was like, that is a whole bunch. You're like in class from eight to five and then you go home and that's when like the rat race begins. Like you just study as much as you can every night. And, but I feel like the Lord really taught me a lot about like how important rest was during that. Mm. And so I tried to take Sundays off. Um, and that, like, I feel like I had to be really strict about my habits during didactic because it was so easy just to get so lost. Um, in the sauce, but, um, <laughs> but then, so now I'm in clinicals and we get 12 months of, uh, six week clinical rotations and, uh, we do two family medicines, behavioral health, emergency medicine, general surgery, um, pediatrics, what am I missing? internal medicine OB. and an elective. Oh, did you yeah. already say? Well, so my elective is OB. Got and, it. Uh, I get to go to Peru in a, a week for that. So oh my I'm gosh, excited. I forgot Peru is that oh, yeah, rotation. Is, yeah. You get to be with all the little babies. Yes, all the babies. And help the mamas. And the mamas, yes. Uh, the mamas yeah, she that. leaves for Peru in a week. Yes, crazy. Yeah, so we do six-week rotations, and um, most of mine have been in the general like Tennessee area, but I've done a couple, like one in uh, Indiana and then one in Chicago, and then I'll do one in Peru. So kind of some travel but had such a good experience so far like all of my preceptors have been so kind and well I don't know if I'd always call them kind some of them were like really hard on but like um (laughs) but really good teachers and so I think in all of the settings that I was in I feel like the Lord really gave me preceptors who knew I I don't know just really challenged me Mm. and um he knew what I needed I think in each rotation to push me and uh help me grow so that's awesome um, yeah it's been a lot of fun I've really enjoyed it and you're so you'll do Peru and then you'll have one more yes I'll be in the ICU uh in Cookville okay that I'll be with a doctor and um he'll be like my preceptor and um yeah I'll get to do internal medicine in more of like a hospital setting so I think that that will be really fun. Yeah, for sure. Throughout your time so far, I know you're kind of like wrapping it up, but how has your view of God changed like during these experiences, like interacting with, you're interacting Mm -hmm. with a lot of different people, a lot of different situations, but how has, yeah, just what I said, how has your view of God just like maybe changed or things that you've learned more about who he is? I think that, in a lot of like personal ways and then also like in relationships with people just that he has taught me 
just how important presence is. Um, Mm. So, like, thinking about some of the patient interactions, I feel like that have really impacted me. Um, A lot of them have had to do with just being present with and, like, seeing the person across the table from me as more than just, like, a patient or someone on the schedule, but, like, really sitting there with what they're going through. And um, on the family medicine rotation I had in Chicago, I was at, like, a Lawndale, and they are, like, a faith-based, federally qualified health center. And so... um, I remember, like, one thing that they had told us, um, just when teaching us how to do, like, a spiritual history for a patient, is to ask a patient how their diagnosis makes them feel, or, like, the way that they view themselves because of the diagnosis, or the way they view God, and so that, like, really stuck with me of, like, asking a patient just, like, how they're feeling about what's going on in their body and everything, and as a student, it's harder sometimes to enter into those conversations because it's, like, they don't really know you. You're not their regular provider. But um, a lot of patients have been really willing to enter into that, I feel like. And so there's been a couple times where people have had, like, some hard diagnoses. And, um, and like, I've gotten to sit there and just, like, be with them. And, mm. um, and even, like, so my psychiatry rotation was inpatient. And so we saw a lot of people who were in more, like, acute phases of mental illness. Um, and so even in those settings of being able to ask somebody, like, what's your hope? Like, what is your goal? Like, what does healing look like for you? And then being able to, like, speak, like, truth and love into their life, I think, um, is something that is, like, a really sweet gift. And as a healthcare provider, I feel like you, even already in this clinical year, I feel like I've witnessed a lot of, like, heavy stories and, like, Mm. a lot of heavy things that have happened for certain patients. And being able to enter into that, I feel like, is... It's heavy. Like I said, I feel like I said heavy like five times in that sentence, but um, it is heavy. And, um, <laughs> but it is a gift to be able to do that and like a privilege. And so I've learned a lot about God's presence in that. But then also I think in my own like trying to run the rat race of PA school and like always feeling behind, always feeling like you're not studying enough, this like never ending imposter syndrome of like, Mm. how did I get this far? Who let me get here? Like, I'm about to suture up that person's hand. Like, are we sure about this? (laughs) Like, or like standing in the OR and they're like, okay, close them up. And you're like, I passed a test, but like, I think that was on accident. Like, I don't think I'm like, I I got the wrong person. I remember telling my advisor after I didactic, like she had said some really encouraging things to me. And I was like, are you sure? Like, because I, maybe I'm just a good test taker and like, I'm not actually going to be able, like, what if I don't know what I'm doing? And Mm. then, you know, so you just always have that constant, like, I'm sure that's a normal feeling. Yeah. You know? Um, but I think that the Lord has taught me a lot about his presence in that because, um, especially throughout didactic and, and now in clinicals of like, at the end of the day, just like sitting with him and realizing like, it's, I'm just with him. Like, it's not, he's not asking me to do anything. He's not asking me to like keep running this rat race to keep my relationship with him. It's just like, just be with me and Mm. recognize my presence and depend on me. And so I feel like that there's like a prayer that I've kept with me throughout clinicals, um, that I wrote on my first rotation because it was in the ER and I was like stressed to the max the first week because I had never worked in the ER and it was like my first clinical. And so I was just like a complete, I don't know. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, But I remember writing this prayer and I've tried to say it every time I'm in my car about to go into clinical. And it just kind of goes through like these truths of like, when I feel weak, I want to depend on like God's truth and like his never ending love rather than my own like grit or my own desire Mm. or like 
help me not to turn to my pride, but to turn to you, like help me to remember that like you've given me the grace that I need to do what you have given me today. Like Mm -hmm. whatever tasks you've given, you know it ahead of time and you'll give me what I need to do it. And if I fail, like you're still there. Mm -hmm. And so I think that like those truths I've had to go back to a lot and just like remembering his presence. Um, cause it's really easy to start to depend for me to depend on myself in those situations and to try to draw strength from, my own but right now I I tell people this like I'm literally the worst PA I will ever be right now because Mm. I'm new and like every day you get better so like today I'm not as good as I will be tomorrow you know and so I feel like knowing that and being like okay like in my failures I can depend on him and he wants to show up like he wants to be in this with me um Mm. his grace is sufficient yeah right right like I feel like I've just seen like a different dimension of that than what I what I knew before because it's a different situation and like different circumstance so yeah um, but I've been really thankful for that and I hope that I keep remembering that because there are many days that I forget so Mm. but how awesome that you can even when you forget you can come back yeah and that's so that's so good Mm -hmm. well to kind of end our time you you mentioned Lawndale you are actually gonna be working Yes, at Lawndale. Yeah. So how is that? So that's in Chicago. Yeah. How crazy. did you come to that decision? What has that been like for you? Mm-hmm. It was a big deal. So just yeah. tell us about that. Yeah. So I actually, there's a Goodwill bins in Nashville. And I, the other day I found a shirt that said Chicago and then it was a really cute shirt. And then on the other, another cute shirt that I found said Tennessee. And so I said, okay, Lord, I guess you're calling me to Chicago. I guess I'll just go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did actually find those shirts, but I no, made the, yeah, I'll just show you them. That's but incredible. I, um, I know, yeah. Um, but I made that decision long before this. So, but um, that's how I make all how, my big decisions. How easy? I just how go would, to Goodwill. That would make things so much simpler. I know. We just go to the fifty percent off. A two dollar decision, please. Um, no, I. <laughs> so before PA school, I had like started listening to this. Um, organization called Christian Community Health Fellowship, CCHF. And um, they it's just a lot of people who are healthcare providers um, and or work in healthcare in some aspect, but are really committed to like serving the poor um, through the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so I had heard about Lawndale through there and um, Treveca is kind of associated with CCHF in some ways. And there's a clinic in Nashville called Salome that is um, affiliated with it as well. And so had those had been on my radar of places I wanted to go for my rotations because that is something that I feel like a call from the Lord to do is to try to like enter into healthcare and serve the poor or the marginalized, um, and like bring the gospel there. And so, um, when I like found that Lawndale has the student program where you can do a rotation and, um, they have like small groups throughout the week with people that work at Lawndale who will teach you what like being a Christian in healthcare looks like mm-hmm. or what, healthcare from a Christian perspective. Not every student who goes there has to be a Christian, but they teach you what that looks like. Um, and so that was really amazing. And I feel like there were so many things I got to say with a family there, um, that were just like the best, um, (laughs) and so much fun. Um, but it was really sweet getting to know people there and like hear their hearts. And like every person I worked with, I feel like was there intentionally and, um, just had such a heart for the area and such a heart for the Lord. And, I just learned, I don't know, I learned so much about, like, I was so impressed by how smart everybody was. Like, they do not, like, 
just because they choose to like work with like a poor community does not mean that they give up being incredible like healthcare providers. I don't know why like maybe we would associate that of like if you work there then maybe you're just focused on other things but like one of the things we talked about was that part of being a Christian in healthcare is pursuing excellence because like if so if the Lord has given you a task to do like do it well kind yeah. of thing and so do it for the Lord um and so that was really encouraging because I love that. Like, I think one, one reason why medicine was so appealing to me was because you're always learning and you always have to push yourself and grow and like always, yeah, it's just always a challenge to keep going. And so um, that was really sweet. And then just the way that I saw so many providers and learned from so many providers that just like cared for people so well. And so many people who like are often, I don't know, maybe neglected by the healthcare system specifically, but also just right. neglected by like the culture in general, I feel mm-hmm. like. Um, and so it was just really captivating. And um, and it just felt like, yes, like this is what the Lord has called me to, like really affirming. Because I think it's easy for me, especially in clinicals, I've really loved all my rotations. And so I think my pride has come up a lot where I'm like, I want to do this because like they have the best reputation or like they like you not, I don't know if money even is as appealing to me as it is like saying that I did something like oh I worked in this setting and like Mm -hmm. that's really hard so people are going to respect you and like stuff like that and Mm -hmm. so I think that I've before the rotation I think I had had some questioning of like maybe I'll do something else rather than like more of a primary care setting with like the poor which would be fine like if I did do that who knows what I'll do in the future but like and there's so many good ways to do those things like those things aren't bad but I think that what was driving me a lot in those decisions was pride But then going to Lawndale, I think, really, like, helped me to see what the Lord had originally kind of put on my heart and have that be, like, reignited, I guess. Yeah. Um, And so I ended up, like, leaving my resume there and did the interview and everything and just praying a lot through, like, because I love Murfreesboro so much because of Demas's and I'm just, like, (laughs) (laughs) because of Toots. I love it so much because of Toots. No, no, no. I've stayed here so long because of the people and because of City Church and because of the people. That but the roles of the roles. That's really in the soup. Um, so shout out Demons. Can we get some free food? But I'm <laughs> just kidding. Sponsor me. Um, no, I love the people here. People that feel like family now um, and people that I like, can't picture doing life without because like I feel like so many of the things that I am happy about my like theology now and like the ways that it's become healthier and like more beautiful is because of the people here and because they mm. live their lives that way and like I feel like so much of the reason why I have a desire to do that in healthcare is because I've been surrounded by people here who have a similar desire in whatever like setting they work in or just their lives and so mm. um I was just weighing a lot of like is the Lord calling me to go or is he calling me to stay like what what do I do and um I feel like he just kind of brought me back to a lot of promises of like when just multiplying our life. Like, I think I have a tendency to hold on to good things that he gives and not want to give them up. And so I kind of felt like in some ways with my relationships, um, he was calling me to like trust him to give those back to him and then trust that they'll be multiplied. And that, like, there's a promise that he makes in Luke 18 that I've been going back to a lot. That's uh, where Jesus tells Peter, like, Peter's kind of like, Lord, we've left everything to follow you. And Jesus says, like, whatever you leave behind, I promise you a hundred times as much in this age and eternal life to come. And I feel like that was a promise that I came back to a lot in college when I was struggling with like leaving my family or like things like that. And so, um, I feel like that was kind of reignited in me as I was praying through this and, um, and just all the things that I learned at Lawndale, it just felt like 
if this really is what the Lord is calling me to do in healthcare, like this open door seems like the perfect opportunity to learn from people who are doing it so well and to be like mentored by people who are doing it so well and um and just trust that like God will do his thing and be faithful and like Mm -hmm. so I don't know I think that I feel a lot of grief of like leaving Murfreesboro um but a lot of excitement over like what's to come and like the people there I've met so many people already who are so kind and so like rooted in the Lord and Mm. in such a sweet way that I think will be so fun to get to grow those relationships um but I know that it will definitely be like a hard move again but hopefully this time like the things I learned last time can help fuel my trust in the Lord that Mm -hmm. he'll do it again um so I am I am really excited but uh definitely will be sad and will come and visit so I think I've had to remind myself that of like just because you move somewhere doesn't mean that it's one forever like who knows what the Lord's gonna do but also that it doesn't mean you can't ever leave there (laughs) to visit other places and like the friendships that I have will change but they won't end and Mm -hmm. and one of my friends had said something when I was talking to her about like possibly going to Lawndale and she was kind of like you know at first, that makes me really sad, but also, like, we're going to be together forever. So, mm-hmm. and that, like, I don't know. I think because I've had to, I think what has encouraged me that I think this is the right decision um, is that what has fueled and, like, sustained me in it is his promises. And so I think that that, like, helps confirm in my mind and in my heart that this is the Lord. Because it's like, okay, what what sustains me in this is the fact that, like we have eternity together and we have the promise of eternity and that right now is like we can offer it all to the Lord and he will use it like he's not I don't know and so and he wants to multiply and like gospel goodbyes like all these things I feel like are just running through my mind when I think about it and he kept bringing me back to those things when I would pray about what to do and so um it just felt like that was kind of where he was leading me. So, mm-hmm. and I asked for, I mean, I asked so many people, I feel like I asked everybody in my life, like even in my, the current clinical rotation that I was in was at Salome in Nashville, who's similar to Lawndale in a lot of ways. Um, and they know they kind of overlap with Lawndale at the CCHF conferences and stuff. And so I had asked my preceptor and one of the doctors there, like what their opinion was. And like, I don't know. I was just asking everybody. and <laughs> Which is good. I mean, yeah. you have people that you trust and not that you want to be necessarily swayed by people's opinions, but you were seeking the Lord. You were asking your community mm-hmm. and ultimately you're just trusting. You're yeah. trusting that he, I, as you were talking, I was just thinking about the fact that the promise of God that he is always with you and he's already gone before you. And so, um, no matter what happens, like he's not going to forsake you. Even if you have to go through hard things when you're there, he still got you. And, and there's going to be times in our life where maybe you've had incredible community here. Um, and maybe community will be a little bit harder, but also it might not. It could be so incredible there. Right. And what you've learned in being a good friend, um, because of the friendship you received, you can give that to people when you move. And yeah. so, yeah, I'm just, I'm proud of you. And obviously so sad that you're leaving, but yeah, you're going to visit and we have to come visit yes. you. Yeah, and we can eat all the good food. Yeah, and I do all think, the things. I think in like asking people what they, because I remember when I first started thinking about like, should I leave my resume? Like what? would I consider moving here things like that when I would talk to people that were close to me and they were kind of like oh I could see that like I could see the Lord doing that or I could see him working in that way to take you there and that was kind of like an indicator to me of 
okay, I think that I should really consider this because I feel like if the, like the people around you can see a lot of what God's doing in your life, I feel like, and I think that that made it, I made me more open-minded, I think in some ways, just because it wasn't like, oh no, I think that like, you should really consider what's going on around here. Like, it, oh, really well, we have a baby that? crying. <laughs> and it's not me. <laughs> So, unfortunately, due to some technical issues, my last question for Amber didn't save. (sighs) After we got Willie situated, we continued recording, and it was awesome. We finished what she was talking about, and I got to ask her my last question, and then when I went to edit the audio, it wasn't there. I hated losing it, but I asked Amber what I ask everyone on the pod. If you only had time to give one more piece of advice, what would you want people to know? And her answer was, don't take yourself too seriously. What a good word. I'm so grateful for my time with her, and I hope that you listening enjoyed our talk. If you want to get notified when a new episode drops, just hit the subscribe button. And as always, until next time, peace out.